I'd like to consider myself a highly logical person. I like to have things under control, and I like to have an idea of how and why things tend to happen. I'm a very matter-of-fact kind of person, and yet I've experienced things that defy a logical explanation, no matter how hard I try to wrap my mind around it. I'm Mike Waters, and this is my strange Heartland story. I was born into a home where paranormal activity thrived. From the moment my parents and older siblings stepped foot into the house I would call home for the first 21 years of my life, they knew instantly something was wrong. And here to tell you about it is the man I call Dad. Hi, Dad. <laughs> Hi, Mike. <clears throat> well, you're right. Um, there was a lot of paranormal activity in the house from the, about the time we moved in. And it was... Um, in uh, July of 1989, your mom was pretty well along in her pregnancy. We were waiting for you to arrive in October. And um, the house came up for sale, and your mom was really excited about it because um, it was the house that belonged to her grandmother. And it gets you out of downtown. And you it guys got were us still out of downtown, downtown. And it was kind of a rough place in the late 80s. Yes, it was. So she was really excited about it because her grandmother's house was for sale, and it also happened to be the house that her father was raised in. He was orphaned as a child and lived there with his grandmother. And she was really excited about the prospect of um, setting up a nursery for you in the same room that your grandfather grew up in. Well, we were pretty happy to move into the place, and it had been previously occupied by a cousin of hers. Because, you see, the house had always been in the same family. Um, we moved in, and shortly after, the cousin called and said, have you noticed anything unusual? And we said, no, not really. Uh, we did notice that um, down in the basement, there was a, a uh, framed portrait of Jesus in the basement, and that was absolutely it. It was otherwise entirely empty. What was it sitting on? Uh, it was just sitting on um, the floor on a little ledge against the uh, block wall. Um, so other than that, we didn't notice anything unusual. And uh, so they called back a little while later and asked, have you noticed anything unusual? And we said, no. Not really, but by then we had already started to hear little whispers and would say, did you say something? And uh, your mom would say, no, I didn't say anything. Like they, um, calling your name or what kind of? It would be like whispering your name. Oh, wow. And uh, uh, so anyway, like I was saying, the cousin called back and said, have you noticed anything unusual? I said, well, not really. We did notice some little whispering sounds and things like that. And they said, well, um, if you notice anything in the dining room or in the small bedroom, because that's where our son um, lived. And he was very frightened by uh, what he called the dark man. Well, at that point, you weren't actually with us yet. But shortly after you were born, we noticed a lot of things starting to happen, like the house all of a sudden became infested with mice. And uh, one day I walked into the house and there were about 100 bees, live bees. In just the, flying around or yeah, what was going on? Just flying around, crawling around the dining room table, up and down the curtains, all over the place. And uh, so, How would they get in, I wonder? 
Well, I, I really wasn't sure how that happened. And um, so it killed all the bees. And a couple days later, it was filled with bees again. And thought, well, there must be a nest around here or something, you know. And I went downstairs and I remember looking up at the top blocks of the wall, just where the floor rafters were. And I saw about 18 sets of eyes staring at me from up above. And they, they were mice. They were just everywhere. So I And this said, happened at the same time? Yeah. You I, had the mice and you had the bees at the same time? Yeah, pretty much. Wow. So uh, we didn't know yet that that was uh, something that's uh, associated with paranormal activity. So we just thought, okay, well, uh, maybe there's a beehive and, well, maybe the mice are trying to get in because it's going to be fall soon and, and there was a woods behind our house. So always trying to find a reasonable explanation for things. And it wasn't long and your older sister said that she saw a... Um, black object that would, uh, didn't have a definable shape and it actually looked like dark gray smoke and that it floated across the floor. And her brother said, yeah, this house is definitely haunted because I saw something that looked like a tattered sheet with um, a dirty tattered sheet with a black hole in its chest, like where its heart would be. And I thought, well, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. Their story doesn't even match. And um, so I still wasn't convinced that there was anything going on in the house. Um, then you did come and um, we noticed more and more. We saw the rocking chair rocking, and which was really unusual because it sat on carpet and there wasn't a draft and no one had sat in the chair, but I, I saw it rocking. And I tried to reason away, but I just couldn't. And it was starting to um, feel like there was an oppressed atmosphere in the house that was that was actually a little bit unnerving. Um, after you were, I think, maybe a little under a year old um, and could put together a, just a few words, you were... You were screaming and crying in your room and we went in there and you were screaming about the big monkey. And I remembered what the cousin had said about the dark man. And I wondered if this was the same thing that the cousin's little boy saw. So we made a call to them and asked them and they said, well, it probably is. And that's the reason that we left the house. Well, it wasn't long after that, and we noticed that our cat wouldn't run through the or wouldn't go through the dining room without running, and that we were starting to smell really unusual uh, smells. Like in the dining room, we could smell something that smelled very musty and dusty and sulfuric and and like decay and death. And I remember standing in the dining room saying, smell that? And my wife said, yeah, I smell it. It's horrible. And just about that time, there was a big gush of wind that went right across my face. So it was almost like there was a, an entity standing in front of me who blew its breath right across me. 
and it just made the hair stand up on the back of my neck. And I thought, we're going to have to do something about this. And after that, it started to become real intense. And we heard you screaming in your room. And we went in there and you were hanging on the outside of your crib and your face was just beat red. And you were screaming about the big monkey. And we decided we were going to move you out of that room. And Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine named Diane and I was telling her about this and she says, it sounds to me like you might have a demon entity in your house and you're going to have to do something about that. And I just happened to know the name of a lady who is experienced with this kind of thing. And she's actually been called on by a major university to uh, remove a ghost from uh, one of the chapels. And um, so she's had some success and a, and a great deal of knowledge about this. Um, let me get you her number. And she did. So I put a call into the lady. And as soon as I called the lady, the phone line started crackling and the whispering grew much louder. And all of a sudden that sulfuric smell just filled the entire house. And the lady says, I don't know what's going on at your house, but I can feel that there is great danger there for you and your family. And I said, well, what am I supposed to do about it? When can you come over? She said, I can't come over. This is not mine. This is yours. That'll happen when you were on the phone with her? Yes. The house filled with that smell and... Yes. You heard whispering at the same time? Yes, from from several sources. Uh, What was... Can you remember what the whispers were? Like what, what they were saying or... No, not mine. No, not mine. That's what that's what it was saying. Yeah, that's that's what I remember, and I remember it coming from different points in the room. Did it sound okay? So it wasn't just like internally that you heard it. It was like externally, physic- externally, yes, in the house, yes, yes, and it was it no, was, not mine. Yes, it was very, very frightening, and the woman told me that. Um, She said, it's going to become more intense because they know that you are aware of them and that you want to remove them. They want to stay there where it's safe and secure and they can grow stronger by feeding on your child's fear. I said, I'm not a religious person. I don't have a spiritual background. I don't think that I'm the one that can do this. I don't have any any knowledge of 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 how to deal with this kind of a thing. She says, you're going to have to find it. I'll give you the scriptures. I'll give you instructions on what you need to do to clear your house of any evil entities so that you you and your family can be safe, but it needs to be done now. The power in your house is very large. It's very intense. I can feel it and sense it as we're talking on the phone. Well, she gave me the scriptures that I needed to use and told me exactly how I needed to go about cleansing this house. And so before I began, your mom took you and your brother and sister and they left the house and I was there alone. And I needed to start with the furthest, furthermost regions of the house and work my way through. So I went down into the basement and behind this green door that held an old coal bin. And I started there. 
And I recited the scriptures and waved my hands the way she wanted me to against each wall and were you drawing like a crucifix or what were you doing? I wasn't using a crucifix. I was using a uh, my hand held out, uh, palm outward, almost like wiping with a rag. Like, I was cleansing uh, with the blood of Jesus yeah. is what she asked me to do. And as I did each room, when I exited the room, I would close the door and then I went all the way around the basement and around the the uh, basement windows and up the basement stairs into our laundry room and um, did that room and then out into the kitchen and then before I could do the dining room I had to go into your room starting with your closet so that you're constantly moving the entity from one room to another pushing it towards an exit out of the door what was the time frame from after you hung up with whatever her name was? The next morning. The next morning. The next morning. What was it like when you hung up the phone? I mean, could you feel um, anger and tension? I yes. mean, what was the atmosphere like? Well, the atmosphere was very oppressed. It was, uh, we were very frightened, um, but you could feel a real ominous presence in the house. And it was very almost electrical. And when we went to bed that night, and we had brought you into our room. Um, when we went to bed that night, we wanted you to be in there with us so that you could be safe. And uh, your mother and I were laying in bed. And by that point, you had already decided you weren't going to be in your crib and were sleeping between us. Um, the wall that our closet was on was against the wall that led to your room. And while I was laying on my back in the bed. I don't know how long I'd been there, but all of a sudden I could see this like black smoke coming out of the closet in a tube hanging above, uh, you know, not reaching the ground, just shooting out like a, a column. Um, slowly came out of the closet and moved across the room and directly over our bed. And at that point I... I asked your mom, I said, are you awake? And she said, no. Well, almost immediately after that, through our, our door, our bedroom door, appeared the very spirit description that your brother had given us. All of a sudden, there was what appeared to be a tattered, ripped up sheet that was dirty and had a black hole in a chest and it came on through the room where it went after it passed me. I don't know because I'd never moved. It was like I couldn't move. Okay. So we have tattered sheet. Mm -hmm. We have smoke. Mm -hmm. So we're two, we're up to two now. Right. How many do you think there were? Well, I know because that let's see, we have a, a shadow figure, a dark yeah. man. Yes. And then there was the sheet. Mm hmm. And smoke. Yes. So there's three so far? Or do you think that the dark man was the smoke or, or whatever? I, I think that the dark man was the smoke. Okay. Um, but that was, that was, for me, that was the first that I had seen it with my own eyes. 
and the uh, the entity with the with the tattered sheet and um, you know the hole the black hole in the chest. But what was surprising after that was there was one that had no identifiable shape and it was translucent, um, almost like the character in the movie uh, The Predator. The actual alien, the predator. Yes. Kind of like you look across the hot parking lot and you see exactly the, the heat like waves the coming lights. off. Yeah. Yes. And that came from the end of the bed straight through the bed. And when it did, I could feel a definite vibration. Something. It wasn't like an electrical shock. It wasn't like um, uh the room was shaking or anything like that, but it felt as though there was an energy vibration that went through me where it went after that. I don't know. And the craziest thing is I don't remember what happened after that. And I don't remember actually falling asleep, but the next thing I knew it was daylight. Everything started to add up when Katie had told me that, that she went to uh, my sister the trash can to get rid of a wrapper from a popsicle. She was pushed down the down the basement stairs, and all of a sudden, it made sense to me that one time I had a very confusing thing when I was also in that laundry room because that's where we kept our broom, and I went to grab the broom to clean up some coffee grounds that I had spilled. And I grabbed the broom, and it was not on the ground; it was in my hands the, by the broomstick but yet I couldn't pull it out of the room there was definitely resistance like somebody else was also holding it and that went on for several seconds and I was looking at it to see if there was something it was hung up on and it certainly was not and then it finally released and I was able to go clean up the mess but all of these things became perfectly clear like you could feel something let go of the other end yes really yes. like yes. something drop it Yes, you know. but to get back to the uh, to the thing about um, you know pleading the blood and blessing the yeah. house, um, as I went through there, of course, I had to get myself ready for it because I didn't feel like I was the guy who should be doing this. But they told me that it was mine, and I was going to be charged with with uh, removing these guys, these things, and um, because I wanted to protect my family, I I did, and. I made sure that I was in a frame of mind that I believed that they had no power over me, that I had more power th than they, and that their presence was not acceptable in that house and that they needed to be moved now and I commanded them to leave and I believed it at the time in each room uh, that I moved through until they were pushed out of the front door and I continued around the edges of the property. At that time, the house all of a sudden lost its oppressed feeling. Um, it didn't stink. Everything seemed fresh and light and bright. I picked up the phone to call your mom and there was no more crackling noise in it. And I said, you can come home. It's safe. Hmm. Did you happen to do the attic by chance? No. No? No. Because, because you were telling me that the 
your closet was on the other side of my room, but remember the ba the bathroom was right there, and in the bathroom is where we had our access to the attic. Mm -hmm. So I'm wondering if that still counted <laughs> as a room that they could escape to. Well, I suppose that it's <laughs> it's possible. Um, it doesn't matter yeah. now. The house is destroyed, but yeah. Uh, well, the only, you know, everything seemed to be fine to me. And I did read in the newspaper several weeks later that, that there was a family in Kentucky who was having a problem with uh, entities in their house that had suddenly arrived. And their description was very similar to the ones that I had thrown out of ours. So do you have any theories on how that house it's so strange because i've never heard of and i've been you know following weird stuff and researching weird stuff my entire life well after uh, those events of course you would yeah and i've never heard of entities appearing as smoke i've never heard of sort of entities almost like appearing as like tattered sheets and stuff mm -hmm. you know uh so i'm kind of curious as to if you have any theories on where these things came from why they were there i mean because the house was with family its entire existence from like 1929 or what, what was it 1923 when the house was built i think it was in 1929 and prior to that that property belonged to the university and it was actually um, farmland. Was it pot was a Potawatomi land before that? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And then it was acquired by the university. And then it was uh, developed as they sold off um, uh, lots and stopped farming. Uh, so I don't really know where it could have originated. Some people say that you can bring in a piece of furniture that belonged to somebody that that um uh you know or a, uh, a a dresser or anything that that may have had um a, a spirit attached to it so i you know i don't really know i just know that um the lady that i had talked to said that sometimes they appear as something or someone from your past that um uh you cared about so that you won't try to get rid of them so, um, and the only thing that seemed even remotely similar to anything from the real past was, um, your great grandfather was in World War II and he was parachuting into, uh, Normandy. Um, and he was shot coming down. So by the time he hit the ground, he was already dead, but he was shot and a grenade he was carrying exploded. So immediately everybody thought, well, this must be great-grandfather. Uh, maybe that was a parachute. Maybe those were the injuries from the explosion. But the woman told me that that was probably not true. They like to do that so that they can be allowed to stick around. Yeah. But... You know, but that wasn't recent history for any of us. So it's it's quite a mystery. At one time, was it ever because we would live so close to the campus of the university? Uh, 
Was it ever a, a rental house for students? I don't think that it was a rental house for students. I know that there was a woman who lived there who was not related, who owned a floral shop. And um, the cousin who lived there before us said that she moved out very abruptly and said that she just couldn't live there um, and was not real definitive as to why. But it had something to do with with the uh, spirits and that it, that she was frightened. Did grandpa ever say anything about it? I mean, because we, where we lived, we lived right down the street from each other. You know, yeah. I mean, I lived in the same neighborhood as my grandparents growing yeah. up. I right. still do. Right. Um, and he lived there growing up. Did he say anything like, Hey, this, he wouldn't talk about it. Would he? No. And he never did say anything about it. I don't know that anything was actually there while he was there and growing up. You know, I, I don't think so. How bizarre. Yeah. But um, it happened. I know that for a fact. And uh, it was dealt with. And um, it's one of those things that you can't really explain. But if you're in the middle of it, you can't deny it. So did anything else happen after the cleansing? Anything unusual? I think that it was time for you to get up from your nap. And I went to your door and opened it. And uh, the most unusual apparition I think that I ever saw, because it was so clear and it was in broad daylight, was a very lovely young woman dressed in a habit and cowl. Uh, that was unusual because it was like a medium brown color with a white cowl and um, the habit was unusual in that the the uh, top part of it was stiff and had three spokes that were covered in material. And the habit came down over her forehead and around her uh, jaw and covered her throat. So there was this very lovely young woman with a very disarming smile that was standing in your doorway for probably maybe two seconds is all. But it was long enough to be burned into my memory forever. And I wondered if it was someone looking after you I wonder too because the university that we live by is Catholic it's a Catholic university mm -hmm. and it's and that was Catholic University farmland I wonder if perhaps at one time there was maybe a dwelling where a, you know a nun lived or it could be I don't I know. mean honestly I mean but the spokes I don't think I've ever I, I've, I I've never, never seen a habit with well, three spokes. I know. That's that's why I can't. Um, that's something that really, really stuck out because all of the habits that I saw before just sort of draped over. And um, this one had a definite kind of hat form in that it was it was stiff and it was like um, it came out forward several inches. The first spike coming straight out. And then there were two on the sides. And it was it was very interesting. Very interesting. 
So if anybody has any information about this, uh, please drop us a line because we'd we'd love to know like where this originated from, if it means anything at all, if it's just something completely random or what. But so if anybody has any information, uh, shoot us an email at strangeheartland, all one word, at gmail.com. Um, you can also uh, leave a voicemail or text uh, 574-635-5193. And so when you saw her, the nun, call her the nun, uh, what time frame did that, ha- was that after you cleansed the house or was it before? It was after. It was after. Yes, it was definitely after. Now, what did the lady tell you about the lady on the phone? What did she tell you about when you cleanse the house? Uh, what happens? Ba- basically, nothing can get in, right? Well, yeah, that's what she said. That's why I needed to go around the property so that from that time on, no evil spirits could enter that property. If any evil spirits traveled with anybody like somebody was coming over and they had a spirit that traveled with them, the spirit would have to stay out on the road. Just evil spirits. Uh Uh-huh. So we're thinking that maybe she was a good guy. I'm thinking she was a real good guy. Well, there you have it. From the man himself, my dad. He swears to this day that nothing else really happened that was unusual within the house. I, however, have had my own experiences well after the blessing took place. All I know is what I saw was definitely unexplainable and definitely paranormal. And I'll never forget it. If you would like to share your Strange Heartland story, please get in contact with us at strangeheartland, all one word, at gmail.com. Or you could give us a call at 574-635-5193. I'm Mike Waters, and good night.